Welcome to the clan. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need to get ahead. It's what you're going to need to get that management deal, to get the label deal, to get the publishing deal, to get the booking agent. They're not going to develop you from raw talent. You're going to have to do this yourself and create some actual momentum. That's why we called this The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. Brilliant! That's a Baxter name from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on a regular, he connects you with the pro so you can get a shot and find out where the bar is at there. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other. Johnny D. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing well. It's good to see you. Trying some new recording here. So We are if on a quest this- to get a better quality sound. I can't take the audio from Zoom anymore. That's right. We're on the quest for the best. So hopefully, if you're hearing this, hopefully it works. <laughs> if yeah. you don't hear this, you don't know anyway. So, <laughs> so what, what are we going to learn today? Today, we are like two weeks ago uh, on my last episode, we took a look at Kenny Chesney's Here and Now and took a kind of a hit song breakdown. And, and I enjoyed that so much and it's stuff I need to be doing anyway. Let's do another one this week. So we're going to break down a hit song, Homemade by Jake Owen. Nice. Okay. Uh, Before we do that, let's take care of a little business here. Mm -hmm. Um, We're very happy to partner with uh, our good friends over at Disc Makers. And uh, it's a digital world, but there's still a super important role for physical media for today's independent musician. If, you know, with digital royalty payments being as low as they are, when you're selling products at each gig, like CD, vinyl, T-shirts, this has become not only an important income generator, but let's just be real. It's what's going to get you to the next town. It's what's going to get you fed. That's right. For every CD you sell at a gig, you need about ah, 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. That's a lot of streams. And that's assuming that the streaming people don't go to D.C. and decide they don't have to pay you anything, right? (laughs) Because there's battles (laughs) going on in D.C. at the time of this recording. The NSAI and other people, they're having oral arguments with Spotify, who's trying not to pay songwriters, and Amazon, who's try not to pay songwriters they'd probably love not to pay artists either but you know what you put that cd or that merch on the table and they hand you cash money and that is a for sure thing that you have some more control over so i think you're leaving money on the table when you don't have merch on the table and thankfully our friends at disc makers are the place to go for disc and other physical media including vinyl usb drives and even t-shirts you can find them online at www.discmakers.com or give them a call at 800 that's 800-468-9353. All right. If you haven't joined the Climb community yet, please do so. Uh, great community. Lots of activity going on in there. We're very proud of this. This is not a, a Facebook group where 
you know, you did the post a month ago and you're the last post this month. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. It's still there. Uh, these are people helping people. And certainly Brent and I are hopping in there and they're asking questions. They're hooking up with other writers. They're, they're talking about different ways of releasing the material. And it's just a, it's become like a little think tank and a, and a really good place to be. So uh, asked to be let in. We let everybody in at the climb community. Be careful, Mm -hmm. be good, be nice, abide by the rules, or we will roadhouse you out. There's not a lot of rules, but, um, you know, what what do we got going on? The ones we have are important. That's That's right. right. So uh, at the time of recording, this is uh, New Heights Day. And so there's uh, some guys in the community that just got a number one in Australia. And so, yes, so Andrew Cavanaugh and Kevin Rowe wrote a song with an artist, Ben Gunn, in Australia called uh, Luckiest Man Alive, and it just hit number one. Andrew just emailed me, I guess it was late last night or early this morning, that it hit number one, and so they're, you know, they're happy about that, so I'm proud of those guys being part of the community, and congrats on hitting number one. Shout Over the top, out. down, under. That's right, th- yeah. These things happen. These things happen. This isn't a pipe dream. <laughs> oh, it's so nice, because Andrew, you know, every time one of his, you know, charts, he's consistently charting there, and... um as a writer, he's always like, man, thanks so much. I'm, every day I use what I learned from you, you know? So I just that always makes my day to know I'm kind of helping somebody on the climb. So, yeah. So congrats, guys. Nice. All right. Well, mm-hmm. hey, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so they all come in order and you can kind of cherry pick the titles, I guess, that speak to you. Tell a friend about it. That's the best thing you can do for Brent and I. If, it, if you're getting information on us if you're learning if, if this is valuable to you tell other musicians songwriters singers tell other people about it it's important and then we're trying to get to 200 reviews so take 30 seconds leave a rating and review hopefully it'll be a five-star review but leave an honest rating and review no matter what we read them all and we'll make you famous on a podcast right <laughs> that's right we will mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get into this. What's the song from? Okay, so this song is called Homemade. It's current single by country artist Jake Owen. And we're going to play just a, a bit of it here. And hopefully this will work. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it with our different setup, but uh, we're going to play it here. And if it doesn't work, we'll just pop it in in post. We're going to pop never... it in in post. That's right. That's all right. <laughs> so here we go. Homemade me love a dirt road. Homemade me crave some ice cold. Homemade sweet tea. There we go. There's a little bit of that chorus, homemade by Jake Owen. It was written by, uh, let me pull it up here. It's written by Ben Goldsmith, Bobby Pinson, who is no stranger to the country charts, Drew Parker, and Jared Mullins. And there's some lessons, I, I think, that are here for uh, for songwriters that want to get their own cuts and want to have their own hits. And I think it's uh, worth our time to look into it, to dive into it, and just kind of dissect it, learn from success. You know what? I, I got to admit something. I, I have a... I, I got I got. I have an admission to make. Uh oh. Okay. If one of the climbers sent in the title "Homemade" for a song mm-hmm. title challenge, I probably, I, I think I would turn my nose up at it and been like, "Well, that's not original." Right. That's yeah, lame. Cause... I would have thought it was lame. And then I'm looking at the <laughs> lyrics and what they did here, and that's pretty, pretty cool. So 
Um, yes. I, I'm, I'm getting better at like trying not to judge because some of the ones that we've, that we've popped out on Song Title Challenge, um, I mean, I just thought, well, this, this is going to be terrible, you know, <laughs> yeah. in my head, you know. And then all of a sudden we go a different way with it and it becomes like really super exciting. So mm-hmm. uh, it's another one of the, the this is not make me want to listen to this song, this title, but right. um, it's, it's, uh, look at what they did with it. Good for them. Yeah. So. Yes. They, they are professionals for a reason. And, and that's the thing too, that can be tricky because I, I agree if just seeing the title doesn't make me go, oh, I can't wait to hear the song about homemade because it's probably like a bunch of others I've heard, but the, what they do with this makes it special. And also they can honestly, yeah, if it, you know, if somebody that's unknown climber out there sends a sends a song called "Homemade" across a pro's desk, it's probably not going to jump to the top of the stack if they don't know the writer. You know, just yeah. because of the title, like us. Uh, oh, I got it. Oh, homemade, dad gum. I got to hear that. No, they're like, yeah, I've heard that. Oh, but, on, can we? Hold on, stop. Say yes. that one more time. So, if you just send in the title "Homemade" and you're an unknown climber, unknown songwriter, that's not going to bump it to the top of the list. Right, because so, it's so, not a sexy title. So let's reverse engineer that for a second. So if you're sitting there saying, "Well, you know, Jake Owen put out a hit song called Homemade," so I can, mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be a student of the game is my point on this, yes. right? Like, understand like where you're at and what you have to bring to the table. We've talked mm-hmm. about this a lot on this podcast, but you've got to bring the ideas. You've got to bring that killer title that's gonna mm-hmm. that's gonna make somebody want to listen to that song because you're an unknown at the moment, right? Yeah. You don't have that marquee value yet where you can take a really mundane title like this and do something amazing with it, but it's going to be viewed differently. It's going to be framed differently by the audience that you want to listen mm-hmm. to it, the publishing company, the producer, the artist, the A&R guy, uh, because they know who you are. So, so understand that part of it and don't use... Um, I mean, don't use the radio as an excuse. It's, yeah, in yeah. Cer- certain ways, that's not exactly where the bar is set. It, in certain ways, our bar is set higher because you know what? Now I don't know the path that this took to get to Jake and his team. I know that Jake didn't write on it, and that's one of the reasons I picked it. It's as far as I know, it's an outside song. It was written by writers and pitched and cut, and those are the ones we want to look at, right? Because those are closest to what we want to do. But whereas. Unknown Climber sends in a song title, Homemade. It's not going to jump to the top of the list. Bobby Pinson turns in a song, whatever the title is. We're going to listen. It starts yeah. climbing up the char- <laughs> you know, the, the stack of, I want to listen to this, because Bobby had two songs last year in the NSAI's Songs I Wish I'd Written. You know, he was on Burning Man for Dirks Bentley and Brothers Osborne, and he was on, um, oh, uh, what is it? Um, it was an Eric Church single, Some of It. I think, yeah, some of it. It was a single by Eric Church. Great song. So he's on two songs I wish I'd written. So when Bobby Pinson sends in a song, it can be called Taters and Beans, and people are going to listen because, like, I want to see what Bobby Pinson does with this. He <laughs> sent in a song named Taters and Beans. They're like, oh, hell, Billy. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And they're going to be like, this is going to be lame. That's what they're going to think, you know? Right. But so so Pinson, I, that's why I want to point that out. Like, I, obviously, Jake, go and cut this. We're about to dive deep into this. But my first thing is... Wow, lame title. <laughs> but it, do, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter with him, but it does matter with you. And right. so you and really... And it doesn't matter with the regular listener. 
homemade. Yeah. I mean, there aren't a ton of songs out there called homemade. They touch on the topic of homemade a lot, I guess. But, you know, listener doesn't care either. That's it's right. Jake Owen. So they're not looking at the title going, do I want to listen? They'd see Jake Owen's name and go, I want to listen or I don't. That's right. There you go. Yeah. There so, you go. Okay. Uh, speaking of that title and that hook, one of the first things to learn, and if you haven't heard this song yet, then I suggest hit pause, go on over to your where you find music of your choice, and pull up Jake Owen, Homemade. Give it a spin. That way you, this is going to have more context, and it's going to make a lot more sense. Okay. And just you can come back to this episode. So the writers, again, Ben Goldsmith, Bobby Pinson, Drew Parker, and Jared Mullins, they didn't they didn't want the listener to wonder about what the title is, right? They hammer that hook. So the title, the hook of the song, the phrase homemade shows up at the very end of each verse and eight times in the chorus, eight times in the chorus and at the end of every verse. So any question what the title is after one listen? No, no, (laughs) it's homemade. So, I mean, they just leaned into it. They did not run from it and go, it's a title called homemade. They owned it, but what they did they didn't though, wear it out. Yeah. They didn't wear it. They, I mean, they wore it out, but they didn't wear it out because of point number two, which is they keep it fresh. They kept that phrase homemade fresh because they used it in a variety of ways. And that serves to keep it fresh. So they use it in the traditional sense, the sense that you would be expecting when talking about like a homemade George Strait mixtape or mama's eyes cold homemade lemonade, like that kind of homemade stuff. You kind of, that's what you think of when you think of homemade and they they run with that, right? So that's the normal usage of it, and that shows up a few times. But they also use it in some other ways, a more unexpected way in the course that and how it starts off the course when it talks about how home made him who he is. He talks about home made me love a dirt road, home made me crave some ice cold lemonade, sweet tea, or yeah, homemade sweet tea only mama knows how to make. Yeah, homemade. So home made me love a dirt road. Home made me do this. So it's a different way of saying the title, homemade. It, it, yeah. It's a different context. So therefore, it is fresh, and it's not what we expect. And that grabs your attention. You're like, oh, home made me do this, right? And then they use another version of homemade at the end when they talk about a home made for two of us. Yeah. Like a home that we, we make a home, you know, love makes a house a home kind of thing. Home made for two of us. And so they're like three different ways of kind of serving up this title that keep it fresh. And so they can do it eight times where you pound it and it's anthemic and I can start singing along because half the words in the chorus are the title. So I know it and I can sing along, but it means different <laughs> things, you know, you hear, but the, it first, means different you hear things. the first line of the chorus and you're like, you know, the lyrics <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, those are two big things. They hammer the hook so you know what the title is, you know what to look for, and but they keep it fresh. They don't wear it out. They serve it up so many different ways and kind of come at it from different angles, which I think is just brilliant and just well done. It's simple. It doesn't feel forced that they twist it those different ways. It doesn't feel it, too clever. It, it doesn't but... feel too clever. No, because it's still conversational. Man, hope made me love a dirt road. Home made me yeah. crave some ice cold sweet tea mama made, you know, because you say, yeah, man, home... Made me who I am, basically, is what it is. Uh, so it's a little different. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the language, but those yeah, are two like big that, that second line. That second line is actually uh, homemade. Home made me crave some ice cold homemade sweet ice or sweet tea. Only Mama knows how to make. Yeah. So it's yeah, like home made. made me love a dirt road. Home made me crave some ice cold homemade sweet tea. Only Mama knows how to make. Yeah, homemade. That's yeah. that's really cool. 
Yeah, and then the rest of the course. Home made me love a small town. Home made me want to settle down in a home made for the two of us. Everything I love is homemade. Bam. So they got the bookend, which is always nice on the course if you can do that. So it starts the course with the, the hook and it ends the course with the hook. And they just serve it up all these different ways, but ways that are on theme, that are pushing that nostalgia button. They also, oh, at the end of the course, get the, our point number three. They bring the love. They bring the love, Johnny. And at the course brings up the subject of love at the end where we just said a home made for the two of us. Now, and then the second verse really dives into the love thing. So up until now, it's just like, you know, talks about getting dressed up, what that meant back home and, and read what the they first eat. Verse. And so read the first verse. And, yeah. and, wait, and before you do that, I want to make one point. Mm-hmm. This is craft. This yes. is craft. This is, the, I guess the one thing that I see, I've done so many amateur song demos over the years. Mm-hmm. And I, I think... Like there's there's a lot of the songs that we've done that just has like a great little songwriter in there mm-hmm. that's trying to butt out, but it's lacking right. craft, right? But the craft uh-huh. is learned. There's the talent yes. that just has the intuition and the and the and the drive and the passion and all that stuff I don't think can be learned. I think you kind of you're born with that or you're not. It's you know, lyrics and songs speak to you or they don't. This is craft. So I think there's a lot of writers out there because I know there's a lot of artists out there that are that they feel like if they think about it too much and they make it too intentional, they'll become sterile or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's not the case. It's a craft. It's like woodworking. It's like building a custom craft table that's or right. uh, plumbing or craftsmanship in construction. This is a craft and there's things that are that can be learned. Even if it's a tool that maybe you never use, when you go through and you learn some of this stuff and you're listening to these lyrics, whether you like the song or you don't like it, I'm not a big fan of Britney Spears, but those were well done. You know, Mm -hmm. they were well recorded. They were well written. They're pop. They're syrupy. It doesn't blow my skirt up, but you can't deny the craft of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the point I want to get across. This is craft. So, so pay attention to these lyrics. Here we go. Yes. So... Where, so verse one, where I grew up, getting dressed up means button-down shirt and a good pair of jeans. Wasn't Sunday supper without collared greens. Dad was boss. Christ is king. Friday night was living for them lights to come on. Then I turned to Miller Lights when I turned 21. There's some things about me that I can't change. I'll always be the man that home made. So that's the first verse, right? So it's it's about just is that nostalgia stuff about his family life and small town and growing up and stuff. But then we hit the end of the course, and it talks about a home made for the two of us. Everything I love is homemade. But boom, oh, all of a sudden he's talking to the girl, right? The love mm-hmm. interest, a homemade <clears throat> this girl that I'm sharing my home with, our home. And I have a rule, Johnny. You want to hear my my simple rule of thumb when it comes to songwriting? Absolutely, I love your rules. I don't yes. like rules, but I love your rules. Okay. What does once that say? You, okay. Once you get on the girl, stay on the girl. Yes, well, I have the same my, rule. That's right. So uh, I, that's think, my, I think my rule is different. It's, well, you know, I'm it's married. The same, so if I, it's the same if I can rule, get on I my, think... No, I'm married, so if I can get on my girl. Anyway, so. Um, Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. In general, songwriting rule though, it once you once you once you start the subject of love, that's kind of the big place to go. Stay there, right? So once you get on the girl, stay on the girl, and he does. So at the end of the first course, he he gets on the girl, a home made for the two of us. Who love button, right? And then the second verse continues. My pickup lines didn't seem to work. Guess my pickup truck must have got to her. Uh, windows down, singing every word of that George Strait mixtape that was homemade. So actually, he's talking about the girl. You're not talking to her, but. Um, you know, it, it takes the love angle and then you go home, made me love a dirt road, which kind of, you know, that, where do you think they were driving around in that pickup truck, listening to George Strait mixtape, probably dirt roads. Right. So there's, yeah. you know, it really flows nicely into that thought. Um, so that's a big thing. Once you bring the love, man, it, it's just, it's the coin of the realm. It's the big topic. You know, it's the yeah. major need. So Hey, when he once he got there, he stayed there. He didn't just go back to more like, and I grew up and blah 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 again. No, man. He once you touch on the subject of love, hang on. So that's important. So again, once you get on to girl, stay on to girl. <laughs> so, and now the bridge does go into like bigger picture stuff about, uh, hey, you know what what we got you can't get from a store. Hey, the good stuff comes from the good Lord, homemade. So it kind of goes bigger picture. But it never really gets off the love stuff because it's it's there in the course, and that's just kind of the kind of the big idea, you know. Like I wouldn't even have this girl if it wasn't for home, you know, because that homemade mixtape, you know, back home, I pick up all that stuff. Yeah, John. yeah, and that's the stuff that she likes. I'm just looking at this and I, um, looking at tenses, and it's very interesting. With this kind of wordplay, you could really get screwed up and go off the guardrail. You could. Down a tumbling down a mountain in, in a ball of flames if you're not mm-hmm. paying attention to how the tenses work. So this is mostly past tense. Oh, for sure. Because it's except n- for nostalgia the, it looks like the bridge. Yeah, what we know? got, what we currently got, you can't get from a store. Yeah, so that's like a bigger picture thing. That's kind of like a grand view, moral of the story, kind of, almost kind of thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. But everything else is, yeah, the girl thing 
I, you know, my pickup lines didn't work, did not work, but my pickup truck must have, so it's all past tense. And so, because I think this one is pushing the nostalgia button pretty mm-hmm. hard, you know, thinking yep. about growing up. And, and it's also, you know, with the, with the Chesney thing we talked about, Anthem, this is kind of anthemic. You know, mm-hmm. big, you can sing along. It's real sing-alongable because you keep hit, you keep coming back to home base with that that title, and it's and the next point, it's a simple universal idea. It's not rocket science. It's a simple idea, which is partly why we can overlook it sometimes as writers. We're trying to be too clever and too deep and too complicated, but it's a simple idea. It's like things I love are all homemade. Home made me who I am. I am homemade, yeah. really. And that's a pretty simple idea, honestly, but it's really universal. Like, for good or bad, most of us are homemade, right? We are a product yeah. of our, you know, where we grew up, and and there's going to be a lot of strong emotion attached to the concept of home and and the memories of home and that sort of thing. Of course, this phrases it in a in a positive way because, well, that's just a whole lot better for anthems and positive vibe country radio, and that's kind of we you know, and hometown champions, you know, hometown, small town pep rally that is country yeah. music so much. Uh, it makes sense. So it's, it's nothing too complicated. You know, like you said, with the tenses and different stuff, it can get, it could have gotten kind of twisty, but they didn't, they kept it simple. Whereas easy to understand. Uh, again, they hit that nostalgia button, which is emotional, right? It's- Where you could screw it up would be home made me love a dirt road can't wait to make some homemade something all you're, of a sudden yeah. you're in the present then you were in the past and, and then and then it's like yeah now you're messing with the nostalgic thing because right. it's not it's not nostalgic if you're talking about the present unless like they take the moment in the bridge where it's framed out to sort mm-hmm. of tie everything together but i see that a lot with amateur songwriters where they kind of jump around like that and yeah it just gets confusing all of a sudden and it takes the sentiment away mm-hmm. yeah and in this, you know, you you hit the mama button, <laughs> you know, yeah. mama's homemade ice cold sweet tea. You know, I mean, home has a lot of emotional weight to it. Mama has a lot of emotional weight to her, that sort of thing. And yeah. home of me and my girl, our home, that's how should you know that carries a lot of emotional weight. So it's hitting a lot of emotional buttons, even without trying to be this big serious, bring a tear to your eye kind of thing. It's talking about some stuff that is emotional. By nature, nostalgia so is such even, a good thing to, mm-hmm. to 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 use with that too. We've been working with the promoter for selling these T.G. Shepherd shows, mm-hmm. and we tested out a bunch of different ads to work with them. And guess what? The best ads were. Guess what? The ads that performed the best were. Hey, how did you feel when? Remember when you first heard that T.G. Shepherd song? And mm-hmm. and you know these are, he's got twenty one number ones, and we got some new shows now with B.J. Thomas, cool. Raindrops Creep Falling on My Head. I mean, mm-hmm. these like these songs make you think of your youth. They make you think, and mm-hmm. so that's what we tapped on, and people are responding to that. Yeah, I want to relive that for a night. Let's get a ticket and go see it. It's such a strong like button to push yeah so brilliant conceptual idea here probably happened in the first 15 minutes of that right where they're like well because homemade that's built in how can you avoid unless i'm doing something that's homemade right now but well that's what i'm saying like i bet you they they went here 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 no no no. let's do a let's do a nostalgic thing let's talk about how homemade you i I just hear your voice brent in the first 15 (laughs) minutes of this 
where you're like, okay, home and homemade and home and made and homemade me. And you're just kind of playing mm-hmm. w- with the concept and, and really super smart. So, Yeah, they, they know what you're doing. Anytime it makes you think of me, you know they're smart. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> boy. Uh, so universal <clears throat> idea. So we got, you know, they hammer the hook. They keep the hook fresh. They bring the love. They bring a simple universal idea, so it's it's built for the masses, right? Everybody got a hometown, pretty much. So, and the other thing is, and we've talked about it some too, is imagery. So, from getting dressed up in that button-down shirt and good jeans to the collard greens on Friday night lights to Miller lights to the, like their images all over that first verse, and then in the chorus, the images keep on coming. You got the dirt road, you got the ice cold lemonade, Mama, a home for the two of us, right? Second verse. Had a pickup truck, windows down, singing to a George Strait mixtape. So now I'm hearing Amarillo by morning or whatever. So they give the listener something to see, something to feel, and something to hear. So it it helps with that nostalgia thing going, oh, yeah, man, go, you know, dressing up, going to church was button-down shirt and a good pair of jeans. Or, you know, if you grew up eating collard greens, you're going to see that, and that's going to resonate. And Friday Night Lights, you know, the hometown football thing, of course, is always a thing. And... You know, it just gives you all these, all these little, they're like little hooks, little emotional hooks that you can, the list or handles, the listener can hang on to these, all these little emotional handles. But even if you're, didn't, you know, I didn't grow up eating collard greens. Okay. That wasn't a thing in my family, but I can, I can see it. Right. The Friday night lights thing. Yeah. That was me growing up because I played high school football and junior high football. And so Miller lights, we can all see that. You know, we know what that can looks like. And and so all these things that we can see. So even if it's not exactly your story, they're painting the picture. So it takes you there of what this version of a hometown growing up is. You understand Friday Night Lights. You played football. And if you Mm -hmm. went to a high school, that football was a regular thing. I mean, a lot of first dates happened in high school football games and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But also it's it's a very it was a big movie. And yeah. and turned mm-hmm. it was so such a big movie it turned into a series, mm-hmm. and it's all about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. they sort of stacked up the weight on that particular piece of furniture in the yeah. song because they were able to tap into that with the with the Friday Night Lights. That's right, and you got to be careful with the phrase Friday Night Lights because around that time there were so many songs Friday Night Lights and so many. So many times that phrase got used in songs, it got pretty worn out, at least within the industry. Maybe not to the average listener, but within the industry, because you're like, oh, it's now it's a shorthand for talking about small town, hometown football. Great. We love shorthand, and it's an image, so writers are going to flock to that. And so that got kind of worn out. So they, they played off it, but they didn't use Friday Night Lights. It was right, Friday, night, Friday I was, night. I was, was yeah, Friday night. I was living for them lights to come on. And so you still know what they're talking about, but yeah, they, they didn't use it. the worn out yeah. phrase. So yeah, they played off it. They didn't step right on it. They just kind of because it a little bit. It, that was intentional. Because to your point, it was worn out. Yeah, exactly. And they weren't going to wear it out more. They're like, okay, we got to just make a little twist. There's a fine line between clever and stupid. To quote, <laughs> right. to quote, uh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so imagery, man, that's such an important thing for these songs. Otherwise, I mean, how are you going to paint this picture of hometown and hit that nostalgia button if we don't have anything to see? And again, a lot of people maybe didn't have these same specifics, right? Collard greens, Miller Lite, you know, that's probably more regional or whatever. 
it, it doesn't matter. It's you hit that course, and even if it wasn't sweet tea, you still have that sense of home made me who I am. Like there's still you get the point of it, even if the specifics aren't yours. At least there's something specific there to hang on to and be like, well, I can see that stuff and I believe it because he's not talking generalities. You know, it's almost like, tell me, tell me about your hometown, man. It was great. Okay, well, I'm not moved by this, and I don't feel like I've been there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't think you've been there. I, I was thinking, I was thinking that, you know, certainly this is nostalgic. I came from a small town. Um, you know, there was 186 kids in my graduating class at high yeah. school, so it wasn't like bigger, horrifically bigger than small. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you beat mine. Mine was 161. Okay, <laughs> but it was it was small. Yeah, everybody knew everybody else and that kind of thing. But what's interesting is you, you had mentioned, hey, I didn't grow up with collard greens. That wasn't a thing in my family. wasn't a thing in my family either. I grew up in Wisconsin. Yeah. So some of this song is making me nostalgic for my old hometown. Yeah. I like that small town thing a lot. And then the collard green things, I got turned on to collard greens when I moved to L.A. because my buddy Peter yeah. from South Carolina, yeah. him and him and my, my ex-wife were out of work for, I don't know, like four months, and they both worked in the... TV industry. And mm-hmm. so they decided to plant a garden in our backyard with our new irrigation system we had put in this house. <laughs> and he grew collard greens. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like, that's, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. And I immediately went back to that. And, and by the way, they were freaking amazing. And now I love collard greens and I eat <laughs> them everywhere and I judge them against his and nobody wins <laughs> because his are so unbelievable. But I, that, so it's still nostalgic, but in a different area. Mm-hmm. It, that just yeah, kind of it, it's an emotional handle that even though you didn't grow up, it's still it's an opportunity for you to grab onto that song and, yeah. and have a handle on that song because it means something different to you than hometown, but still like a. Almost like a photo bomb, like boo! Oh yeah, man, I remember that. And it's making you think about all this stuff. Yeah, which is I mean, I, fun. I, I, right? I mean, I which, see, I see Peter cutting up the collard greens after he cleaned them, pulled them right out of the garden, and putting in a big old like ham hock in the bottom of a empty <laughs> pan. And I'm like, what's yeah. he doing? Just rendering the fat, man. And then yeah. he throws in all that stuff, and he puts in a bunch of vinegar, and then beer, like a whole can of beer. And I'm like, okay, I like this more and more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have my. And I, I got the whole thing happening in my head listening to this lyric. It's uh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's the great thing about it. And and my last point is they use sneaky, cool language. Okay. So um, it's clever, but it's it's not showing off. It's not being arrogant about it. So here's, here's some examples. Well, we talked about the Friday nights living for them lights to come on. But Friday nights living for them lights to come on. Then I turned to Miller lights when I turned 21. And so there's a lot of just language turns in here. So you talk about the Friday night lights, but then I turned to Miller lights, a different kind of light <laughs> when I turned 21. Now, Friday nights living for them lights to come on. Then I turned to Miller lights. So you got the L's kind of playing on each other, but then I turned to Miller lights when I turned 21. I turned to this when I turned 21. So you got the turn to turn. So it's just all this little intricate work that With the ties it all together. You talk about singing how it rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. There's a million different brands they could have chosen yeah. for beer. Why'd they choose Miller? Because the L's. And the light. I, it was Friday night lights, well, there's but now it's light. Miller there's, lights. There's Corona oh, yeah. light. Friday night waiting for mm-hmm. them lights to come on. I turned to Miller lights 
when mm-hmm. I turned 21. So Friday night was waiting for those lights to come on. I turned to Bud Lights when I turned 21. Like, it's better with Miller. Yeah, and it, and there's probably, you know... Because you, of the L part. <laughs> oh, okay, I got to lure lights. Yeah, and and also maybe part of that is too going, well, when we grew up, that was the cheap beer, and that's what I could get at 21. <laughs> You know, or whatever. Wasn't as cheap as hams. (laughs) But that is, you know, but then they'd be like, what? Yeah, I know. And maybe they just want to do something fresher than Bud Light because everybody's Bud Light. So Miller Light, okay, that feels more authentic because not everyone, you know, that's not the one you hear all the time. You always hear Bud Light. Well, I mean, I think Bud Light and Miller Light are two of the, they're neck and neck. Okay. It's like the two reigning kings of light beer. Okay. It's it's going to be Bud Light and Miller. You know, more so than Miller. So that, they might have been going for a little fresh, or maybe that's what they just, what they grew up drinking. So they put it in there because that's them. Either way, it feels it just more rolls better. It, it rolls better with the L. Yeah. And, and the yeah. two syllable, Miller, as opposed to Bud or Budweiser, three syllable. It's, right. you know. When you mentioned the L thing, it clicked. I'm like, oh, well, that's why they chose Miller. Yeah. And to me, it just rings more authentic. Uh, it just seems like if you were just making it up, you'd probably go with Bud Light because that's what other, that's what I see advertised a lot. And here in other country songs is Bud Light. So therefore, you know, so for me, it just Miller's, it just rings more authentic. Like, yeah, that's probably true. That's probably what they did. So that's just how yeah. it strikes me. Okay. In the second verse, it talks about my pickup lines didn't seem to work. Guess my pickup truck must have got to her. So just simple little things about pickup lines, but it was a pickup truck. And mm-hmm. just simple little things. And then uh, Windows Down singing everywhere to that George Strait mixtape that was homemade. Strait tape has an internal rhyme to that George Strait mixtape that was homemade. Mm-hmm. I mean, hitting those A's, straight tape, made. And so you just got this little, it's not... You know, stand up on top of a bar stool going, look how clever I am. Right. But so, but it's subtly clever. It's still, it's still conversational. Well, my pickup lines didn't seem to work. I guess my pickup truck must have got to her. You know, it's more like you're, it's, it's still a little heightened language. You know, it's not, it's not totally plain spoken. It's more like you're hanging out at a bar with a buddy that knows how to tell a good story and just interesting. Like, you know, we all got that. Yeah. Buddy, or we are that buddy that just like, I just love hearing him talk about stuff because he's so entertaining and he tells a good story and he, you know, he puts things in an interesting way, more so than you're sitting at the feet of some hoity-toity poet who's just really twisting everything to be really be interesting yeah. and deep. And no, it's like you're talking to your buddy who's just one of those guys that is colorful and how they talk about stuff and it's interesting. So it's it's conversational. Because really, what's here something you wouldn't say? Windows down, singing every word. Yeah. Of that George Strait mixtape that was homemade. You know? It, yeah. It's conversational, but still a little heightened, a little more interesting. has more connective tissue between the lines and the words. So you can tell these people thought about it. Yeah. Or they've done it so yeah. much, they hardly have to think about it. Because they've done it so much. What did they do so much? They continually thought about the craft of it. Yeah. They didn't get there by accident. I guess this is part of the thing that I wanted to say. It's like, because I, I go through this. I went through this as an artist, and I go through this with all lots of different things in my life. I hate having to think about it too much. Yeah, I like when it flows, like when it just mm-hmm. moves, like in the moment. It's very much like tying your shoe. It was a struggle when you were a <laughs> right. kid. You know, mm-hmm. and your parents putting pressure on you, like, you got to learn how to do that. You're like, no, I don't want to have yeah. to have this speed bump in my morning where I 
fail once again to put the rabbit around the hole and around the tree <laughs> and do the like it's a mess right and then now you you do it so well you don't even remember doing it you literally don't remember doing it because it's like a, a what is it a, a function to thing. muscle muscle memory uh, yeah that kind of stuff and unless you're intentional about the craft to begin with you won't get to that place where it flows naturally mm, that's right you know, it, so, it ain't going to come by itself, man. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It comes to time, repetition, intentionality, doing it on purpose, holding yourself to a high standard. And you're going to and you're going to crash and you're going to fail and you're going to say stuff that you're trying to be clever. But then people go, I don't get it. Why you just say it? You know, that happens a lot. Like, yeah. well, I was trying to say it different. Well, you said a little too different. And so it's a process of, of you know, re, recalibrating course correcting as you go until you find that happy place where it's like it's cool it's interesting way of saying it but i also get it i'm not lost but it's just an interesting way of saying it and that's a great place to be that's why you can take some of these ideas that are like oh homemade okay and then you turn into a hit single yep because of not only how many ways you twist that phrase but how you still keep it very it's very simple it's understandable i'm not lost it's not like what's going on here i'm not confused but it's also got this anthemic thing it's tempo it moves it's not just a ballad home made me love a dirt road <laughs> you know it's <laughs> yeah. it moves it's it's got that you know checks those boxes as well so um listen that I think there's so much you can learn from from breaking down hit songs, and I, and I hope this is something that climber that you're going to do on your own. Uh, it's fun doing it here because it it makes me sit down and do it. Because sometimes I just listen, and but it's really good to like really dive into this stuff. But listen, if you want to write songs that artists want to sing, that fans want to hear, and radio wants to play, songs like Homemade, like Here Now, Chesney, I have a great workshop for you. It's called Song Ideas from Blank Page to finished lyric and it's available right now in the songwriting pro store so this course is designed to take you from a blank page to a new song idea to a fully developed concept and then to a finished lyric you'll learn a repeatable process and that's important repeatable right i give you tools so you can build whatever the heck you want to build a repeatable process that you can use to discover more song ideas they can develop stronger song ideas again and again and again. And then you'll learn how to frame them and focus them for maximum commercial impact and appeal. So again, this is about helping you write songs that artists want to sing, fans want to hear, and radio wants to play. So if you want to find more and better song ideas, finish more songs, impress more co-writers, and impact more listeners, this is the course for you. You get all the details and get instant access to the course now at songwritingpro.com. Just click the store link under the resources tab. Um, and you know what? While you're there, you can also click on the free gift button and it takes you to my free gift. Think like a pro songwriter. It's an ebook. You just tell me where to send it. I'll email it right out to you. And then we're all kinds of happy. We're all making progress on our climb. That's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Join the Climb community if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the podcast so that they all come in automatically and they're in order and you can get to them when you need to get to them in your own That's time. Right. Uh, make sure that you tell a friend about it. If this is working for you, turn some other people onto it and, and help us out. Help us help you help other people Leave a rating and review. 30 seconds. We're trying to get to 200. And um, whatever, whatever you feel about it, whatever you feel honest about it, hopefully it's a five star, but do that. Uh, we're doing this for one reason. This podcast exists for one reason. We want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. Ooh,
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 